Welcome to Talk Nation Radio, a half-hour discussion of politics as if the people mattered. I'm David Swanson. It is my privilege to welcome to Talk Nation Radio this week, Greg Pallast. Greg Pallast is an investigative reporter whose news-breaking stories appear on BBC Television and in The Guardian and in Rolling Stone magazine. Pallast has released a new movie, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, A Tale of Billionaires and Ballot Bandits, which is based on his books. Pallast says that the recent U.S. election was, in fact, rigged. Let's find out how. Greg Pallast, welcome to Talk Nation Radio. Glad to be with you, and yeah, well, Donald Trump said the election was rigged, and he should know because it's his buddies who rigged it. How did they do and, that? Uh, that's that's uh, and that's what I put in my movie. So, you know, I thought on election night I was going to look like a complete idiot saying that Trump was going to swipe the election and the uh, the White House and the Senate. It's not him; it's the minions under him. He's he's not. He doesn't have what it takes to steal an election. Is, is it people? And, uh, uh, but, yeah. is, it, is it people on his behalf, people uh, who wanted yep. him to win, or do you actually know of some involvement by him? Uh, no, he's not involved in anything except to repeat their their cover story. Here's the deal: Yesterday, he met with a guy. Trump met with a guy named Chris Kobach. Now, I want you to remember that name, KK. Okay. Chris Kobach, yeah. probably become head of Department of Homeland Security. One case he's the guy short. everyone's screaming about because he's he's the guy who came up with this uh, list, this Muslim tracker list. And I should note he had that out before. He worked under Bush in Homeland Security, and George Bush personally told him to shut the damn thing down because it was racist and he wasn't going to have anything to do with it. And um, but he's back. Uh, and he's Trump's point man. The guy is no fool. He went to Harvard, Oxford, and Yale, and um, he came up with a, with various ways to bend the vote by the millions in the swing states. The guy is a genius, but a sick genius, and he just stole our democracy from us. He's the main guy. There's others. And, and, and uh, one of his uh, biggest tricks is something called interstate cross-check. Uh, so, uh, in fact, if you remember, when Donald Trump said the election is rigged, uh, people ignored the rest of his phrasing. He said the election is rigged because people are, quote, voting many, many times. Now, yeah. wait a minute. What do you mean people are voting many times? He claimed that there are people, vote, millions of people voting multiple times. Now, you vote more than once, David, and you go to the can for five years. So who's going to do this, and who's going to organize millions of people to risk going to prison for five years to vote twice? But that's their claim. Well, okay, so not, not only does it sound crazy, right, but it's been in extensively investigated, and it's virtually non-existent, right? That's right. We have maybe four people in the past four years who've been... Cause it's pretty easy to, get, to find someone who's voted twice, because you can and arrest them, you, they put their address down, right? You got their social security numbers, everything. It's pretty easy uh, to catch them and to jail them. Yeah. But, so we just ignore this. We just say, ah, it's just baloney. It's, it's Trump blowing through his comb over. Who cares? Well, here's why we care. Here's what happened. This guy, Chris Kobach, the Republican, he's, now he has an official, he's important because he's the Secretary of State of Kansas. That's the guy in charge of voting there. Well, we don't care about Kansas, but he got the other 30 Republican secretaries of state to turn over their lists, their cross-check, their lists of all their voters, 
okay? I'm talking Ohio and North Carolina and Michigan, these states that um, Trump supposedly won. Yeah. He took those voter rolls, over 100 million records of, of, of voters, and then said he found voters who voted twice. You know how many suspects he got? Take a guess. Over a million. 7.2 million people were tagged as suspects of double voters. Now, what was their evidence? Because he said he used the last four numbers. He used Social Security numbers. He used uh, birth dates. You know, he had the first, middle, last name, all that stuff. So how do you get 7 million people voting twice and no one noticed? The answer is because it's baloney. The names he used only, okay, here's an example. In my film, Maria Cristina Hernandez, Maria Hernandez voted in, in uh, Virginia. And Maria Hernandez also voted in Louisiana. <laughs> That's supposed to be the same voter. You say, wait a minute, Maria Hernandez is a common name. Not for Republican. And listen to this. It's Maria Cristina Hernandez, supposed to be the same voter as Maria Isabel Hernandez. Different middle names, yet they claim this is the same voter, and both risk losing their vote. And these guys okay, have so addresses is, and social security numbers and all, and all and that, and, suppose, and, now, and none of that thing. matches up? Wait, if there's a social security number, if there's a social security number, you would say, okay, um, let's, uh, let's take social security number and, uh, and match them. Well, clearly they don't even have the same middle name, let alone the same social security number. We got a hold of the secret instructions which say ignore the mismatches Ignore the mismatches in um, uh, ignore the mismatches in social security numbers. So ignore the others. He they run out and they say Trump's guy runs out and says we've got evidence and we use we have social security numbers. Yes, they have them, but they don't use them. So it's a lie. It's a con. It's a fraud. It's a scheme, and it stole the election. Thirteen thousand votes, and now actually it's eleven thousand now. Latest count, it supposedly gave Michigan to Trump. Yeah, and yet they tagged four hundred forty-nine thousand people in Michigan as double voters. Now, it, if it were random, it wouldn't matter. But who's the double voters? I told you, Maria Hernandez, James Brown. They said James Brown Jr. and James Brown Sr. are the same voter. Okay, <laughs> Jesse Jackson. Uh, in fact, the entire Jackson Five. Uh, David Lee. Um, Asian Americans. There's four last names of uh, basically in Korea: Ho Park Lee. And Kim, and they wiped out in places like Georgia, wiped out Asian American voters. Yeah. And in fact, uh, so, and you say, well, why Asian American voters? Asian Americans used to vote Republican uh, a couple decades ago. Now they vote as if they've turned black. We have that in the film. We actually have Korean kids dancing Gangnam style, and then pop, 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 they turn into John Lewis. The only film you'll ever see where John Lewis is dancing Gangnam Style. And, and so these were registered voters that were that were stripped off the rolls. These were not right. just... And so uh, what happens is, right, they go in and they say, your name's not here. So they either just get discouraged and walk away, or they say, don't worry, here, fill out this provisional ballot. Well, if you're removed, even if you're removed wrongly because they say you voted somewhere else, you still don't get your vote. You get your registration back, but you can't get your vote. Either you're on the rolls or you're not on the rolls. So uh, provisional ballots are what I call placebo ballots. We have something like 5 million in this election. Yeah. 5 million. 5 million. 
You know, we're talking about the plurality of, uh, oh, well, Hillary won, looks like she won by a couple million votes. Maybe it'll be three million by the time we're done. That ain't nothing. What really won was provisional ballots. People showing up, their name's missing, they're chucked off the voter roll. So if even, and, even a fraction of those people showed up in Michigan uh, and were allowed to vote, uh, th- that w- there would have been a different outcome. Yes, exactly. And so what happens is, is that now not everyone on that list is thrown, is, is thrown off the voter rolls, but about we figure about 12%, something like 50,000 people, mostly minority voters. Because, see, in America, the trick of using common names is that that's minority names, like Jackson, Brown. Lee, uh, Park, um, Kim, Hernandez, Rodriguez, especially in the Hispanic community, eighty-five of the most com- of the hundred most common names in America are min- are uh, are minority names. Now, disproportionately minority names, not exclusively yeah. so, minority names. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always, you know, uh, and not every name is. Uh, so, in fact, we could. When we had experts go through it, we could do it very, very exactly. So, for example, um, you know, um, 53.6% of Jacksons are black in America. And we know that because the Census Bureau, by the way, keeps a list of every surname, every last name in America, and can tell you exactly the percentage of black or white or other. Uh, it can give you the race of every last name in America down to the decimal. Yeah. And... Um, and that's census bureau stuff. So we just take the list of, of millions that we got. And by the way, one of the reasons you know it's a con is they wouldn't give us the list. It's because completely confidential. I'm if you know Greg Palast, I'm an investigative reporter. So as soon as you say confidential, that's the first thing I'm going to get. So I got my hands on this confidential list of millions of of uh, supposed double voters. Yeah. Which they didn't expect. And I confronted this in the film. I confront this guy Kobach at an ice cream social in Wichita. And then he just lies to me on camera, just lies and lies and lies. This is the, the, the Trump team op, modus operandi. Now, look, I'm not a Democrat or Republican, and, and I don't, what I care about is whether the votes count. So, that's, so weirdly, I made a whole film about the theft of this election and released it a few weeks before, <laughs> before the election as a warning. But then, uh, like I said, I thought, well, God, I'm going to look stupid. Uh, I wish I did look stupid. Yeah, I wish, of course. Uh, These are I things you'd be only happy about being right it's on. It's not even. Yeah, it's not even whether I want a Clinton or Trump. That's besides the point. I, I want the voters to to win. Uh, I, I really mean that. It's really important. I think in the long run, the most important thing we've got is democracy. It doesn't matter which who wins, but as long as we have a democracy. But this ain't democracy. Yeah. Well, this was nothing we close to democracy. We, this was a straight up heist. And if people want to read more of the information, one, you know, obviously you can get the film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy. Uh, there's also, if a film is too intellectually difficult for you, try a comic book that I created with the guy who drew Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that you can get for free, for free at gregpalast.com, G-R-E-G-P-A-L-A-S-T.com. So that's, that's uh, free if you go and you'll get basically a comic book of the movie, with all the stars in it, like Willie Nelson, Rosario Dawson, and Shailene Woodley, and all that, uh, all those characters uh, are in there. 
Greg, you, movie, movie, you know. Greg, I don't back either of these two disastrous political parties either, uh, but it, it's a little bit shocking that the other party, the one that uh, supposedly lost this election, uh, isn't making nearly as much noise about it as you are. Uh, what is with the Democrats? Do they not care? Well, you remember back in Florida in 2000, I do. I'm the reporter who, for uh, I was working uh, for the Guardian and BBC Television in Britain. I'm the one who discovered that the way Bush won is that before the election, Jeb uh, Bush and Catherine Harris removed tens of thousands of black men from the voter rolls of Florida, calling them felons, um, not allowed to vote. And uh, in fact, I got a hold of the list, and not one, not a single one was guilty not a single one and they were um but they they were guilty of voting while black so removing those tens of thousands of black men gave the presidency to George Bush and Al Gore didn't say a damn thing about it and and even after that if the supreme court hadn't stopped the counting bush still would have lost uh you know even after yeah, numerous I mean, other exactly. dirty so, tricks so gore did by the way that's another but but my question dumb is thing that why? hillary said you remember that, that she said that when, when Trump said the, can, the election's rigged, she should have said, yeah, your guys are trying to rig it, okay? Instead, she says, no candidate has ever challenged the results of an American election. Well, I'm sorry, Al Gore did go to the Supreme Court to challenge the election. Don't you remember that lady? In fact, it was a lady named Hillary Clinton, the week after she declared for president, went to a black college, and she said, and this I quote, the election in Florida in 2000 was stolen, and we won't forget it. Well, she's already forgotten it. Yeah. No, these people, no, first of all, you have to remember that the Democratic Party is the party of Jim Crow. They created it. It's a racist party. It, it takes, it, well, Donald Trump is 100% accurate. Black votes are taken for granted, and uh, when they're lost or whatever, as long as the elite is happy, they go back to their Hollywood uh, mansions and... Um, and they don't care about what happens to the black vote. It didn't matter. If, if black voters lost their vote, it doesn't mean a damn thing to the Democratic Party. I'm telling you this. Uh, I've, I've watched this again and again. And um, it is, uh, you know, this is one of the things that, that scored points. And unfortunately, it's one of the reasons also why uh, Trump won, uh, you know, officially, because he, you know, remember, he couldn't, these are all minor he won, and, and you know the electoral vote looks big, but it's by really teeny numbers. Eleven thousand in um, in Michigan, right? Like Three thousand in Wisconsin. Um, you're talking nothing numbers that a one percent in Florida, one percent in Pennsylvania. These are numbers that are clearly, and given the, the this stuff that I've uncovered, and this is not the only stuff I uncovered, um, it was stolen. But but. Clinton and the Democrats made it close enough to steal. Indeed. Uh, but, but it seems like you're suggesting, and maybe you're right, that if there were visible problems with voting in the nice neighborhoods, in the white neighborhoods, in the elite neighborhoods, and the election looked like it might have been stolen, then the Democrats would be up in arms. Oh, yeah. Well, By the way, I would like to remind you, let's take you back to 2000. There was screaming by the Democratic Party howling internationally, jumping up and down, because in Palm Beach, where the ultra-rich play, they had something called the butterfly ballot, which stole votes from the people in Palm Beach. 
yeah. where um, where Gore votes became Pat Buchanan votes, right? Right. And that you heard all about because the rich white people who literally were voting at country clubs. What you didn't hear about, for example, um, was um, that in Jacksonville, the black city, yeah. 29,000 votes were sim- simply vanished. Simply vanished. Because they say, well, we can't tell who people voted for. Yeah, it's a black, it's a black city. 29,000 votes vanished. And you don't know who they voted for. And, and Bush became president by 537 votes. By the way, in my film, The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, I have this history but I try to make it interesting. I, 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 like I said, I got the guy who drew Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and he made a Saturday morning cartoon about uh, the, a little cartoon in the film about the 2000 election because it's so sick and so sad that at least I want to make you laugh at how sick it is so that you'll laugh till you're sick. But That's you... what I'm trying to do in this film is give you the history of this stuff because it didn't just start with Trump. Look, it's easy to use bigotry to bend an election in Ohio. Like, for example, and by the way, these guys weren't even, I mean, Kobach is a big Trump fan, uh, the guy, the main guy behind the steal. But in Ohio, for example, John Houston is the rabid Republican uh, Secretary of State in charge of voting. I don't think he gave a damn about uh, Donald Trump. He was very interested in making sure that they got the Senate seat, Portman and others, and that they had, that they were lined up, uh, you know, he didn't care who was at the top of the ticket. Yeah. Most votes, you know, uh, as they say, all elections are local. So is all vote theft is local issues. And um, so the tr- the ugly, ugly tricks he used besides cross-check, you know, just as this one lawyer says, he just is not ashamed to use bigotry to win an election. For example, I mean, just, just cruel stuff. Most black people vote in Ohio on, uh, and this is in the film, uh, vote on uh, the Sunday before the, the election Tuesday because they call it Souls to the Polls Day and they go from the churches. About 70% of, of black people in Ohio, about a half a million people. That's a lot of voters. Um, and they, The reason they vote on Sunday, if you remember back in 2004, they stole the election from John Kerry. Part of it was these massive lines of black people left out in the rain, in, no, in freezing rain in November for eight, nine hours, and then they shut the door on, they couldn't vote. That's right. Well, we still had some of that this time. Yeah, we certainly did, and I, that's what I was going to tell you about. Okay, so they vote on Sunday. So you know what this guy did? First, he tried to stop the voting on Sunday, but the court stopped him. That that was a racist, a clearly racist tactic, because that's black voting day, right? We said, okay, here was his new gambit. He said, Everyone, um, uh, every county has one polling place for the Sunday voting. One. Yeah. That meant that in some white rural county with 6,000 pe- people, you had one polling place. For all of the city of Cleveland, the entire city of Cleveland had one polling place. One polling place. People don't realize this. One polling place for Cleveland. I was in Dayton. One polling place. And on that Sunday, black people were lined up, up and down the stairwells, three stories of a, of a county building, and out spiraling into the parking lot, waiting hours. Then I go out to the suburbs, outside Toledo. And yeah. you know how big the line was in the white suburb? Yeah, no line. No line. None. Zero. There were more poll workers than voters, and you got coffee and cookies when you showed up to vote. So we still are running apartheid elections. No one's talking about that. The Democratic Party isn't talking about it. Um, Barack Obama won't talk about it. Um, And Hillary Clinton won't talk about it because, you know, again, 
Uh, black people are just supposed to vote for her because, and she doesn't have to fight for their votes. Where's Al? You know, Al Gore abandoned the black voters of Florida. You know, he folded he like a cheap suit. It wasn't his, by the way. But, I never understood why Gore was even in that case. Why was it Bush v. Gore? They didn't live in Florida. These are the voters. So now you have a straight-up steal. But I'm not going to say, you know, <laughs> you know this is, uh, but the reason I'm concerned is because I care about those voters who lost their votes, and there was plenty of that, plenty of that. And, um, I, um, and, and like I say, look, the film The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, did, I don't know if you saw it yet, but the first hour of the, most of the film is very funny. It's meant yeah. to be funny. It's meant to be entertaining. It's a movie movie. you got Willie Nelson in there, and, so, and you got uh, Ice-T in there, and Richard Belzer playing their detective roles from SUV, and... Uh, you know, it, it seems like a lot of fun while I'm sleuth, while Greg Palace is uh, sleuthing around for Rolling Stone trying to get the evidence on the upcoming steal. But yeah, then the I, last part breaks your heart. But I'm going to tell you, it's it's we knew this this was coming straight down the line at us. I detailed it. I gave the numbers. I said, here's how it's done. Here's how they're doing it. And I, you know what? I I get right for Rolling Stone. I report all over the world. I report for the biggest networks. People say, well, how come you're not in the mainstream? I am in the mainstream. The New York Times is not the mainstream. It's a parochial little paper. Right. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm looking very much forward to it. Um, you better. I, I, I I'm going to test you on it. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think, well, you know, a lot of us have been following this for years and years and years and banging our heads against a wall in frustration. But I think uh, on this topic of... Which neighborhoods does it happen in? You know, clearly the the, the long lines and the lack of functioning polling places, uh, as well as yeah. the stripping of names off the rolls, as well as the outright intimidation is show up and we're going to yeah. hit you stuff. This is all in the minority neighborhoods. But, you know, we just uh, last week had Jonathan Simon on this program about yep. the unverifiable vote counts inside the machines. Those machines are everywhere. Those can be stealing the the richest, whitest votes in the country. Well, uh, and yet they, that's a good question. Why don't they? Why don't they what? In other words, steal the richest, whitest votes in the country. Well, how do you know they don't? You have no possible way of knowing they yeah, don't. Yeah, I do. How? Because we don't see the steal go that way. I think that a lot of white people are very concerned about electronic voting. Uh, but that's not how you steal elections. Um, you, you steal if you want to by computer. You know how you steal. You know how you steal election by a computer. Well, I unplug it. Basically, the biggest steals in electronic voting are machines that don't work and don't record. See, you don't have to have a fancy program which changes Clinton to Trump. That's quite complex. What's much easier is you go into a black neighborhood or a Hispanic neighborhood, and oops, the machine malfunctioned, and didn't record anyone's vote. Now, did we see that in Ohio? Yeah. I was in with um, Attorney Robert Fetrakis on the day before, on the Monday before Election Day, the day before. He had discovered, uh, he had evidence that they had, that the Ohio uh, Republicans had turned off the vote imaging software where it keeps a copy of your vote. In other words, now if you do electronic voting, they can keep a picture of it, right? So it can't be messed with. Um, 
to, to overcome that issue that there's no paper trail. Right, right. They but, can keep an image. But they turned that they off. They can also uh, keep a track, a time track, of every time the machine is accessed for any reason. So if anyone tries to tamper, boom, you, can, you have a track of, oh, it was opened or something was changed or what was added at this time, you know, outside of hours or something. Um, they turned off. The, re- the GOP officials turned off the vote imaging save software. They turned off the anti-hacking software, despite an FBI warning that, that machines could be hacked by Russia, which I, that's kind of silly. But um, remember, you don't need Russians to hack the Ohio machines when the Ohio officials have the passwords, right? Who has the passwords? How difficult is it for them to hack their own machines? Right? right, but isn't it incredible that we've been shouting for years and years that these machines are easily hacked and completely unverifiable, and when they figure out that there's a way to blame Russia, you got all the so-called mainstream news outlets saying, hey, everybody, these machines are completely unverifiable and hackable. Well, and- yeah, is that, yeah, I thought that was the most amazing thing. See, everyone, if, they, if you said before, okay, two years ago, even a full year ago, a year and a half ago, if you'd have said, you know, these machines could be hacked. Right. You're a nutcase. You're a tinfoil hat material. You're, you're a freak. You're a conspiracy nut. Then suddenly they say, oh, Russia's doing it. Oh, the Russians, the FBI sends out warnings that your machines could be hacked. Look out, blah, blah, blah. Right? So suddenly it goes from tinfoil hat stuff to official FBI uh, um, conclusions. Right, right. Because it's but it's the Russians. And by the way, I don't know where they're getting this stuff about the Russians. It's all whisper stuff. It's all baloney. Because, like I say, if 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 the Trump people don't need to ask Putin from Moscow to hack their machines, they've got the passwords. They're the inside. They physically, physically control those machines and all its software. And once they turn off the anti-hacking detection, that's not an invite to the Kremlin. It's an invite to John Houston and his cronies. Now, one of the problems is can we see or, or tell? Or there's the, the biggest evidence we have of the steal in the end, well, I, I can actually identify numbers, okay? But remember that the United States State Department always uses exit polls as the ultimate uh, measure in, of an election. In, because in other countries. They come out of right. And for, you know, we didn't certify the elections in Ukraine or Serbia or Peru because of the exit polls not matching the account. Here, when the exit polls are different from the account, we don't say, oh, well, there's, there's the evidence of the steal. We say, oh, the exit polls must be wrong. So, but we have Not, the not just say that, that, but quietly fix cold. them. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Jonathan Sine is very good at this. He talks about something called the redshift, um, which is just simply that this difference. Now, what they say is things like, oh, well... So, so Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, has a whole theory about why the exit polls were wrong. Because he said, you know, people are afraid to say they voted for Trump. They listen, they listen to, to the radio all day saying Trump's a racist and a bad guy, and they don't want to admit it. Right. Are they kidding? They're about, Morning Joe has about a 300,000 uh, viewership. Alex Jones has 5 million. I mean, no, they're not listening to how Trump is a racist and a bad guy. I was in Ohio. I was in Michigan. I was in Florida. I was in all these swing states, Ohio. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, um, if there's anyone afraid to say who they're voting for, when you get to these, the big Trump vote came out of the ex-herb areas, you know, the the kind of uh, edge of suburbia into rural. Less than a minute left, Greg. Yeah, it was the other side that was threatened with violence. Yeah, but what I want to say is that, so the most important thing is, 
unstupid yourself. Go see the film. How painful is that? You can get it from Amazon. Download it for a couple bucks, for God's sake. The best democracy money can buy. A tale of billionaires and ballot bandits. If you don't laugh and then you don't cry, I'll pay for your therapy. And go to gregpalace.com. That's all I can say. Wonderful offer. gregpalace.com is the website. Greg Palast is the investigative reporter. Greg, thanks for what you've been doing all these years. Keep it up, and thanks for coming on Talk Nation Radio. You got me. Bye. This is Talk Nation Radio. I'm David Swanson. Take action at rootsaction.org. Help end war at worldbeyondwar.org. All past shows can be heard at davidswanson.org. Talk Nation Radio is produced in Charlottesville, Virginia, and syndicated by Pacifica Network. If you are listening to a nonprofit station, please support that station. Talk Nation Radio is funded by contributors at davidswanson.org. There is no way to peace. Peace is the way. Until next time.